This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Greg Elliott and this is Sport Today, a weekday sports news podcast designed to keep you on the ball. And I'm Gemma Ryan. It's Thursday the 15th of April. In your Sport Today, we're now less than 100 days out from the Tokyo Olympics and Football Australia backs new Matildas coach Tony Gustafsson. Plus, the Sheffield Shield final starts today and the Super Rugby looks to expand in 2022. All right, let's dive in. The Champions League quarterfinals wrapped up this morning. That's the annual comp pitting the best of the best European clubs against each other. Real Madrid have just beaten Liverpool 3-1 on aggregate. The total score of both the first and the second leg of the quarterfinals is combined. They'll now go on to play Chelsea and be one of the four teams in the semi-finals. And Manchester City have just beaten German club Dortmund with a 4-2 win on aggregate. They'll play Paris Saint-Germain. The semifinals take place in two weeks' time, and you can catch it on Optus Sport. Yesterday marked 100 days until the start of the Tokyo Olympics, which sparked significant interest in the countdown. But it didn't go unnoticed that Japan is currently facing a rise in COVID cases, as well as managing outbreaks of variants of the virus. COVID has already resulted in organizers blocking foreign spectators from attending and the torch relay has been rerouted. There's a lot of other changes too. So to recap, Gemma, what can we expect from these Olympics? Well, the 10,000 plus athletes will have a very different experience to previous games, Greg. They'll be banned from visiting shops and restaurants and 126,000 volunteers will be utilized to shepherd both athletes and spectators around the city. The athletes also can't be tourists once their event is over, so no selfies at the famous Shibuya Crossing. They'll have to pack their bags and head home within 48 hours. Athletes won't be forced to have vaccines, but they won't be able to compete unless they pass a COVID test upon entering to Japan. As for the opening and closing ceremonies, they will be scaled down and each country can have two flag bearers, one male and one female. Much different to the Sydney Games we remember. As for Japanese spectators, organisers are still yet to decide on how many they will allow, but we know they won't be able to sing or cheer, but they can clap. The 480 or so Aussie athletes heading over will have a slight advantage as the Aussie-based ones have been able to train without major disruption, but lack of international competition has meant there's been little practice. Fingers crossed it all goes ahead. The opening ceremony is on Friday, July 23rd. New Matildas coach Tony Gustafsson has the support of governing body Football Australia despite two heavy losses in his first two games as coach. We mentioned yesterday, Gem, that the Gustafsson-led Matildas lost 5-0 to the Netherlands after a 5-2 loss to Germany on the weekend. It adds to a poor record against European countries with only two wins in 15 matches since the 2015 World Cup. But Football Australia Chief Executive James Johnson praised Gustafsson's bravery to take on two of the best teams in the world and said they are 100% behind his strategy. Former Matilda Joey Peters was critical of the performance, saying other countries with a huge football culture are miles ahead of the Aussies. However, she too endorsed Gustafsson, believing that he can, quote, do something magic with this team. Gustafsson has previous success in women's football, leading Swedish club Tiresso to a Champions League final and was an assistant coach for the US during their 2015 and 2019 World Championship victories. 
As for what's next for the Matildas, they'll find out which teams they'll face at the Olympics next week. The Sheffield Shield final starts today. Queensland face reigning champs New South Wales at the Allen Borderfield in Brisbane. And all eyes are on two particular spinners, Gem, New South Wales' Nathan Lyon and Queensland's Mitch Swepson. Yep, word is the outcome of the Shield will come down to them. Both spinners lead their state for wicket takers and have the full backing of their captains going into the match. New South Wales go into the match in good form, winning the Marsh One Day Cup and the Sydney Sixers defending their BBL crown recently. New South Wales are going for their 48th Sheffield Shield, but New South Wales captain Curtis Patterson admits they'll have to take down Queenslander Manus Labuschagne first. He's the number three test batsman in the world. Patterson says they've spent a fair bit of time focused on Labuschagne and they've got a few tricks up their sleeves, but he won't be showing them publicly, Greg. Yeah, I wouldn't share them either. And the final starts at 9.30am today and runs until Monday. You can catch it all live on KO and Fox Sports. And in breaking cricket news overnight, former Zimbabwe captain Heath Streak has been banned from all cricket for eight years for corruption offences. It's alleged that in 2018, in his roles coaching Zimbabwe and in 2020 leagues across Asia, he received two bitcoins and an iPhone for his wife in exchange for information on matches and the contact details of players that were given to an Indian man. The ICC says the offences didn't affect any match outcomes and that streak cooperated with their investigations. Super Rugby is likely to become a 12-team competition from 2022. With Fijian Drua and Moana Pacifica granted conditional licences this week to join the Aussie and Kiwi teams who participate. Fijian Drua are obviously a Fijian team and Moana Pacifica is a team made up of New Zealand-based players who identify with Pacific Island nations, including Samoa, Tonga and Fiji. There's a bit of a way to go still, Gem, but $2.16 million in financial backing from World Rugby was confirmed last month. Yep, and Fiji say it'd be a massive benefit to be able to hold on to the great talent they have and to get some of their players engaged abroad back home. For a bit of background, Super Rugby used to be a more international comp featuring countries like South Africa and Argentina too, but it's gone through a lot of change and it's been whittled down to just Australia and New Zealand currently. And with COVID, it's split even further into domestic competitions, followed by a trans-Tasman competition in May where Australia and New Zealand will face off. The rugby orgs reckon the expansion will kick off an exciting new era of the game and they'll be working together in the coming weeks to finalise the shape of next year's competition and beyond. Catch This is our daily look at the stuff people are talking about from an epic sporting moment, an obscure spot update, or an event to pop in your calendar. Gemma, you've got one for the calendar. Monday, to be exact, Greg. NRL great Tommy Rodonikus, who we mentioned last week, will have a public memorial at the SCG. It will be between 11am and midday. It's open to all members of the public, and anyone intending should get there by 10.30am. That's all from us here at Sport Today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Give your mates a nudge. Word of mouth is one of the main ways we grow. And we'll see you tomorrow. 